Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and my guest this time is Rick Cottrell, CEO at bizresults.com and the new CEO at Accupay HCM, a leader in the payroll processing and human capital management space, serving cross-industry companies. The company is on a mission to empower employees with seamless tech and individually dedicated support to help manage their most important asset. What is it you're thinking? It's their employees. Rick, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me. So beyond my introduction there, why don't you start by just telling our listeners a bit about yourself, your career background, and what you get up to today? <clears throat> okay. So um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I call myself unemployable, meaning I couldn't work for anybody. <laughs> Could never imagine doing that again. I learned that at a very young age. Um, started a company in Detroit, Michigan that spun off something that most people are familiar with, salesforce.com. And um, remember that day, we had just won a major contract with Chrysler. We were a tier one to the big three. And, um, you know, uh, Mark Benioff called and asked if we were willing to sell salesforce.com. And at the time, my partner and I looked at each other and said, why not? <laughs> and a couple of years later, it went public and uh, we regretted that decision. But anyway, that's part of it. And uh, so in the meantime, started and grown and sold 14 companies. Our last one was a wholesaling and distribution operation in St. Louis. Um, had utilized the entrepreneurial operating system in most of the businesses, uh, fell in love with it, and spent uh, about three years helping companies implement the EOS system. And um, most recently, one of my EOS clients, uh, I saw a tremendous opportunity in growth and uh, basically segueing the products that we had built in the bizresults.com model and um, took over as CEO of that company. And uh, that was about two months ago, two and a half months ago. So it's uh, exciting uh, to help this organization grow to levels it had never seen before. And also to implement a lot of the innovation that um, I had been put in into my in my books, my notes, <laughs> and now they're coming to fruition. So that's it. That's where we are effective today. Wonderful. And um, listeners, just so you know, today is June first as we record this interview. Mm -hmm. uh, just to give you just give you a little bit of context as to how long Rick has been in the new role. Um, so you recently joined Accupay. Rick, what, what excites you about joining the company? And also, what, what excites you about being within the HR space? Well, a lot of the uh, products and uh, services and innovation we were creating in the bizresults.com model was, um, you know, benchmarking, getting the right people into the right seats into an organization, um, helping them build a foundational structure for scalability in their companies, and then creating a uh, function first, people second model that had a performance measurement platform built underneath of it where it was um, you know, counter punitive and more effectively how to develop 
uh, a person in your organization. And so that blended very well with the payroll industry, which has all of the baseline foundational products. And so adding this intuitive innovation um, to it uh, just made a lot of sense. I was excited about it. And now we're bringing to market this whole concept of a, uh, a people the journey of the people within a company, uh, helping the company make the um, uh, make it more sticky to these folks, and also um, capitalizing on the fact that uh, we're understanding how these people think, what is their why, how do we develop our business around that to support um, having them have a career with with one of our client companies. So it's exciting to like build this whole journey platform. Uh, and using AccuPay's baseline products as sort of the starting point and then bringing in the bizresults.com uh, products and services to augment those. Okay, well, I just want to tease a bit more information out of you on that then. Um, in terms of uh, the companies that you, you do service and, and in terms of their why, as you mentioned just, just a moment ago, what, 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 is, what is a typical uh, persona of 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 uh, a, a key user, a super user, whatever you guys term that as uh, within companies, and also the company profiles themselves. Any particular industries that you guys specialize in? And I'm I'm assuming you you work primarily with large to medium, sorry, medium to large size organizations. No, actually, um, we're a small mid size, so um, you know our target market is in the neighborhood of uh, twenty to two hundred and fifty employees. And the reason that's exciting to me is that that's the group, because I've been there numerous times. In fact, ironically, two of my companies were customers of AccuPay. <laughs> um, but what, what I find is that the in the small mid-size realm, you don't get a lot of time. You don't have a lot of time to do a lot of the things to help you make sure you've got the right people in the right seats. You're nurturing them effectively, developing them, and um, you're, you're setting them up for success in terms of scalability of your business. Um, you know, everybody's running around trying to, with the next firefight. So there's really not a, a model that exists out there <clears throat> to help these folks uh, through the process versus um, in a lot of the competitors of AccuPay, you know, they deliver, sir, they deliver these options to do things, but it's still incumbent upon the company to make it happen. And um, if you've been an entrepreneur, you know that you don't have time for that. So a lot of that gets wasted. And so, um, but in terms of industry type, the beautiful thing about what I walked into here was it's industry agnostic, meaning we have a balanced portfolio. Uh, you know, the COVID, uh, you know, the pandemic really hurt a lot of companies because people were rejecting employees. And, um, and so uh, they were losing market share, whereas uh, last year, uh, without including any of the, uh, any of the benefits of the PPP, EIDL, or any of that stuff, you know, AccuPay grew. And so I think it was uh, it was basically related to that balanced portfolio. So it's industry agnostic, I guess, is the way I would put it. Talk to me a bit about where AccuPay fits into the employee lifecycle. You know, um, there's a lot of conversation at the moment about uh, retention of employees, attraction of employees, the the the, the golden the golden egg here i guess everybody's trying to grab hold of is um how to find amazing top talent and then keep them 
because we're back into a war for talent now. You know, we've, we've gone through a very difficult period of 12 to 18 months where people have been laid off and whatnot. And we're back into that war for talent. So where does where does Accupay fit in in keeping employees happy, keeping them engaged and making sure that they feel like they're being recognized, rewarded, paid on time? What, 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 what's your role? How do you feel that you guys are going to contribute to that life cycle? Right. So uh, great question. And just so you know, in the, uh, you know, we've got two offices in Missouri here, but in the state of Missouri, where they've eliminated now uh, in the month of June, they'll eliminate the federal bonus on unemployment, which um, we did some calculations and figured in the in U.S. dollars, um, we're talking about 40,000, you know, keep somebody sitting on their sofa, not entering the job market. And so what we're noticing now, just as, as an FYI, is we're seeing the, um, because we do we do employee sourcing, we do people sourcing. So we, we kind of, uh, we look at the statistics coming out of our postings uh, through our, um, you know, our sourcing processes. And what we're finding is there's now an acceleration in people looking to get back into the job market, uh, which I, which I, you know, you can expect, I call it musical chairs because, you know, I look at it this way. I mean, the people are jumping in now to find the high prospect and, and, and good quality fits for themselves. And, um, I'm thinking probably by the end of July, mid August that, you know, we're going to have most of those people reentering the workforce. So that's just, that's just uh, one issue, but in, in general, uh, the the problem is is that when you work with a company the assumption is um that let's say you have 50 employees you know the assumption is is that by the by the payroll processing company is that okay there's 50 people all right are they the right people for that company and so what our objective is is to help these help our clients understand whether they have the right people in the right seats in the organization, which is not something that is typically done in this in this industry. And so, you know, it's how do we help them determine whether they have the right people in the right seats? And, you know, that number that uh, is the first thing towards retention and then um, implementation of some some type of intuitive process where we understand what are the key drivers and the key why, if you will, motivational factors behind the people that you're bringing into the organization. How do we uh, use those triggers to help instill loyalty um, and help them develop and grow? Understand why they're with us, you know, what they want out of out of their lives and what they want out of their work relationship with our with our companies and and so getting to the and we have all that data that's the great part about it we have it all let's just utilize that data to help our clients the companies the entrepreneurial businesses understand how to hedge their bets if you will as it relates to keeping those people um on their payroll Wonderful. Thank you very much. Now then, uh, there's a there's a COVID-19 related US federal government program that you recently launched an edu- educational effort around, Rick. It's called the, the Employee Retention Credit or the ERC program. And it's focused on mm-hmm. assisting those companies which keep employees on the payroll despite the economic turndown uh, from, from the global pandemic. What, what is ERC and how, how, how has Accupay made it easy to utilize that? 
So basically, um, without getting into a lot of uh, technical mumbo jumbo, um, it, it, is an, it, it is a way for helping, it's, it's run by the IRS, it has certain qualifications around it. Uh, so the conditions are very simply, um, is a full or partial suspension of operation of their trade or business during the period of March 12th, 2020 through December 31st, 2021, uh, because of governmental orders limiting commerce, okay, travel, group meetings, et cetera, or a decline in gross receipts in a calendar quarter. And so I won't get into the gory details, everybody can, can understand that, but what we're finding is um, most companies don't, uh, un don't know about this program, and don't understand how it works with them. A lot of organizations feel like, well, I've, you know, I've been given relief, um, PPP relief, EIDL relief, and um, so this, you know, you know, I, I obviously don't, uh, you know, I don't apply to this particular qualification. Well, in fact, many companies do, and uh, just in our customer base, um, we have found in terms of ERC dollars, oh, over 10 million now um, that have been dispersed back to our clients. And we've put a process together that's pretty slick in that um, we can very quickly, our team is set up to very quickly identify if, there, if credits are available and to get that, that process going and to ensure, um, ensure those monies are, are delivered back to to the companies, right? Our clients in this particular case. And we started doing some general outreach, not only with uh, uh, the remaining base of our clients, but also uh, non-client companies and relationships with large banking institutions that deliver uh, business loans. And so we're finding there to be a significant uh, amount of dollars out there available to companies. And, um, you know, I'll give you a quick example. I, I was talking to a, a company in Kansas City that does window cleaning, residential window cleaning. And uh, within within 10 minutes of talking to our head of finance, um, 20,000 bucks. I mean, that they never knew that they were uh, available, that was available to them. And that conversation took all of, including my discussion, 10 minutes. I mean, it was easy. And so it, it's we've really jumped on this thing because it's really helping people um, collect some of these dollars that these programs are um, are offering them. So the so uh, that's just kind of a quick overview. But I don't know why any business wouldn't want to at least try to determine if there's any uh, any opportunity with the ERC um, program. And so we're. Um, we're aggressively pursuing the, and helping people find um, find those those dollars. So does that does that sound reasonable? Sound reasonable to me. And uh, by the way, just side note, I once went to a baseball game at the Kansas City Royals and I had a wonderful experience. And because it was my first time and I bought a baseball cap, they gave me a certificate. So thank you, Kansas City Royals. I'll definitely go back again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, Rick, you've recently uh, written a, a book called uh, Bulletproof Your Business. It's focused on developing the right people and roadmap for a company. What, what building blocks are important to consider and, and implement, do you think? 
Yeah, so um, the reason that, and by the way, this is not some heavy-duty read. I mean, what I wanted to do with this thing was just through my life experiences and generally speaking, these are the things that I've discovered. And if if uh, reproduced in a consistent fashion, they seem to deliver effective results for me, you know, and it's really up to the reader to decide whether there's any value in it. But um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, uh, there's four building blocks that in what I call a scalable growth architecture in, in a business. So when you, you come into it, um, the first basic building block is a strong foundational um, operating foundation. And so what that means is you got to have your act together as a business and you have to have the right habits in place in order to become scalable. So that scalable foundation, um, I have used the entrepreneurial operating system. If you've read the book Traction, Gina Wickman's book, I mean, that's basically what it is. Six components, you know, having an effective uh, vision, having the right people in the right seats, having uh, your company run on good, hard data, uh, having a root cause culture within your organization, having your processes defined. That's a big one, by the way. I mean, I can't tell you how many businesses don't have, have their processes. When I came into AccuPay, I immediately hired a lean consultant to come in and just lean out everything in our company. And that process is going on as we speak. Uh, and then finally, um, you know, getting the vision pushed into the organization, and there's some basic foundational tools for that. So uh, the strong operating foundation is number one. Right people and resources is the second uh, building block. And so obviously you need the right people in the right seats, but you also need the right resources in place. Um, you know, as simple as, you know, where are you going to get your capital? Do you have a banking relationship? You know, what about legal support, accounting, financial support, what have you? Uh, the third one is a dynamic roadmap. And that's really uh, where you build a prediction model um, um, to scale up your company so that it's not a mystery 12 months from now what you're going to need to do it capital-wise, resource-wise, meaning people, assets, whatever the case may be. And then finally, you can't run a scalable business if you don't have a properly prioritized leader. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, they need to have their ducks in a row. They need to be self-aware. They need to be a leader. Um, they need to meet the criteria of being a strong leader. And so, um, which I go into uh, ad nauseum in the book, but the whole point is, is that if you have those four things in place, and you're, um, you know, you're able to be efficient and strong in each one of those four building blocks, then your business should be scalable. And uh, the way I put it to people is, you know, if you've got a scalable business um, and they talk about, well, how big do you think we're going to get? And, you know, what should our number be and how many years should it take? And, and my response is usually, um, you can be as big as you want because once you're scalable and everybody on your leadership team is on board with that, um, pick a number. It doesn't matter. And so that's what that whole, that's what the book is about. And it's, you know, it's bulletproofing your business because what it is designed to do is protect you when things aren't going so well, but also accelerate your growth when things are going well. And, um, 
you know, how to survive and thrive in any economy is basically the bottom line. So uh, that's a quick overview of, of, of the uh, different building blocks within the, the book itself. Perfect. Thank you very much. And this is all this is all related to the fact that you're an EOS uh, implementer, the the uh, entrepreneurial operating system implementer. And another concept that you have in your book is operational foundation, which sounds to me very, very much related to scalability and making sure that your, your company is scalable. Uh, maybe I've got that wrong. What, what is operational foundation and um, and what does it mean? Yeah, so. Um, uh... You need an operating system. There's many of them out there. You know, you can sort of the great game of business, gazelles, you know, there's uh, the entrepreneurial operating system. I kind of landed on EOS. And uh, one of the reasons were was that, you know, we were implementing some of that. My partner was <laughs> ironically was um, identified in the book Traction as being um, one of the inspirations to the uh, the entrepreneurial operating system. And, uh, you know, the company that I was a partner in is actually listed in there on page five of the book. And so we were doing a lot of those things. And, but the, um, but you need a system and it needs to be simple. And EOS to me is the simplest system out there can be implemented in any compl complexity of company. And so that's what I mean by that is just having some baseline foundational system that you're implementing you can't have more than one one's enough and it does feather very nicely with lean and with some of the other um, uh, supportive models that are out there to help you get more efficiency and maximizing the potential of your business so that's that's uh, what i'm talking about in terms of an operational foundation awesome we are already coming towards the end of this interview rick um before we do wrap things up how can how can our listeners connect with you? So through LinkedIn or Twitter or wherever else you might be. I don't know, Bebo. Do, do people still do Bebo? I have no idea. Um, and how can they learn more? <laughs> how can they learn more about Accupay? And also, of course, how can they get a copy of your new book? Yeah. So um, the book is going to come out. I've got the author's copies coming out here shortly. It'll be launched, I'm assuming, uh, later in the month of June. It'll be on Amazon, like all are. <laughs> And, um, you know, people can find it there. Uh, if you go to bizresults.com, you can learn a little bit more about my background and, you know, what I'm trying to do here with AccuPay. And um, with regard to AccuPay, just Google AccuPay HCM and you'll, you'll get right to them. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Rick Cottrell, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. and. Um, uh, I look forward to doing this again with you. And until next time, listeners, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.